Hey guys, and welcome to episode 25 of the Let's Get Rare podcast. It's a very special episode 25 because we've got our second ever guest, James. Yes. Hello. Hey guys, how are we? Hey guys. You've been a long Thanks time for listener. Me. Yeah, long time listener, first time guest. Very oh. special. It's the end about that. How have you been recently? Who? Yeah, not too bad. Everyone. <laughs> yeah, I've been well, thanks. <laughs> thanks for asking. Yeah, no, it's been a good week, Matt. Thanks for asking. Um, it's it's looking, the cases are going down, you know, and, you know, winning streak, positive things are happening. Winning streak. It's good. James, your been your opinion on the politics of Victoria? Oh, listen, um, Daniel Andrews, Oregon's doing a very good job at the moment. Yeah, well done. He's, good. You know, he's getting us off. getting us through this. You know, you can't can't bag him. You know, he's done the done the right thing by us this second time. And what do you say to the people who think otherwise? Oh, they need to hit the bricks, honestly. Yeah, just go go live in Tassie or something. Yeah, that, well, they have to be exposed to incest, and that's just not good. <laughs> <laughs> do you see? Do you see in Indonesia they're making people that like deny COVID dig up graves for people that are dying because of it? Really? Far yeah, out. it's so intense. I know. It's like you don't. That would shut them up. That would shut them up. Some graves. Intense. Crazy. Yep. Shout out the Indonesian government. We know they're listening. Alright. <laughs> 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 uh, so last time we had a guest on, we had Adrian Sacco, of course. Adrian Sacco. Started off with some quick fire questions, <laughs> sort of get get to know you, sort of thing. Oh, and we thought we'd start with the same. So we've got yeah, five yeah. questions each. Is that correct? Five each? Yeah, yeah we've, got, we've got roughly five each, yeah. Yeah, roughly? Yeah. Okay. Roughly. I've got exactly five. <laughs> yeah, so do yeah, I. That's what you told us to do. Are you nervous, James? Yeah, because Jack's asking questions and that's always, uh, <laughs> always nervy. All good. Right, you'll be right. You'll be right. Just give I'll us your best third. answer. I'll be third. <laughs> that means his last one's a good one. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Jackson, do you want to start? Is that because I'm the youngest or? Yeah, because you're the youngest. <laughs> you're the youngest, uh, mate. I'll start. So, Jimmy, um, I'll get them up and you just got to answer them like, don't think about it too much, all right? Just, just quick, fire, quick fire answer. All right. Smooth or crunchy peanut butter? Smooth for sure. I thought that was going to be smooth FM or gold work. <laughs> <laughs> um, get best on ground in AFL grand final or kick the winning goal in a grand final? All right, kick the winning goal. Yeah, nice. Just right the, answer. Just <laughs> three yeah, yeah. touches for the game, but you kick the winning goal. For sure. Yeah. <laughs> nothing nothing better. Like, everyone's eyes are on you. Nice. true. Um, obviously, you are a big... Um, you love your cars, right? Um, yeah. You love your cars. So, would you? what would you go for, auto or manual? Uh, manual, but if I'm just driving it on the street, an automatic... An automatic. So why yeah. why would you go as your first choice? Manual is my first choice. Well, yeah. because you go faster in a manual because you get to oh. hold the well. You can hold the you can hold the gear so it revs higher, whereas an auto changes it for He's the economy. So you're just a rev head, pretty much. <laughs> rev head. Yeah, the Camry will say otherwise, but you, know. <laughs> <laughs> you love speed. You love your speed. <laughs> yeah. um, another car related question: Holden or Ford? Classic uh, Australian. Ford. He's gone forward. Yeah, Ford. got it. Literally a Ford flag right here. Oh, there it no, is. Look at him. There, we go. there we go. <laughs> Beautiful. Nice. And then um, a nice little general one to finish it off: summer or winter? Summer. I used to be winter, but I've come around to summer. Oh, really? So what? Yeah. What, what made you change from winter to summer? Well, I like winter because of the footy, and that used to just be like anything I did. But now summer, because I didn't play much sport last year, you can just do more, enjoy yeah. it. Yep. Yeah, I feel like footy footy in winter does go pretty underrated, I reckon. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> footy in summer year. would be shit, though. Oh, yeah. yeah. It wouldn't work in summer. Like, because obviously... Pass out. Yeah, pass out for sure. I sweat the, like, the most out of anyone ever. Just, <laughs> I'd be Have a, you seen Jackson? Yeah, yeah, I'm not pretty Jackson. Jackson gets up to go to the toilet, come back. <laughs> <laughs> nah, but obviously you play cricket, James. So, and yeah. cricket is—I mean, it's—it's it's still an intense sport, but like it's—it's it's filled with a lot more breaks 
And I think that's probably why it's in summer, would would you say? Yeah, well, cricket, you just kind of... I just play local at the moment and I just stand around and do nothing and then bat down at eight. So I basically pay my rego just to hang out with my mates. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Nice. It's fair effort. But yeah, that's that's yeah. my questions. Some nice questions in there, Jackson. I like them. Thanks, man. Good. Really appreciate that. Well done. Yeah, good questions there. <laughs> <laughs> right, shall I hit you with my five then? I don't be too oh, aggressive. Yeah, if you want. I'm going to hit you with them. Ready? Okay. Yeah. Forward, back, or mid? Uh, back. Nice. Good choice. Ooh, that, that's, that's getting all excited. That's, that's a rare. <laughs> I like this one. guy. Back six. Is pretty, what's, pretty... what's the ideal position then? Oh, uh, running half back because then you only have to go forward from there. Good answer. Fair. Don't mind it. Yeah. Uh, second question. Big Mac or Big Jack? <laughs> <laughs> the Big Mac. you got to go the original. Oh, it's Low, an American burger, mate. It's it's to be fair, I haven't really had a Big Jack. I've tasted one. I haven't had a, a full one. Oh, okay. I recommend. To be honest, yeah, I do want to try it. I want to actually get both of them. Maybe we should do that for the podcast. Get both of them and like live reaction. Live reaction. Big Jack, Big Mac. Yeah. All right. Next one's a bit, it's a bit of an insider one. Bizman or accounting? Oh, (laughs) always a good question. (laughs) (laughs) What, um, what year unit one and two or three and four? I'll play four. It's a good, good question. Actually. I'd go accounting just because Dib was better than, Dequino. Shout out Dib playing parade, <laughs> Surds, Derby Oval. He definitely watches. <laughs> Next question. You might get in a bit of trouble for this one. Red Rooster or KFC? Ooh. Oh, <laughs> got him up, God. KFC for sure. Oh, he's gone against his, his voice <laughs> of work. You still work at Red Rooster, that's correct. Yeah, I do. I'm literally, I've been promoted to shift supervisor. <laughs> well done. Congratulations. Well done, James. Yeah, it's not a big achievement, but anyway. <laughs> Is that an increase in pay or just more responsibility? I think it's like a dollar fifty extra. That's cash. It adds it all up. Counts, mate. It all so, James, yeah. let, me, let me ask you this. Based off your experience with KFC, and we know... <laughs> or there is plenty of experience. <laughs> yeah. Why? What makes KFC better, and why haven't you introduced that into your Red Rooster shop? Um. Well, KFC is just like a zinger box. Do I have to say anything more? Like, is so, it yeah. a box? Is it? Is it, it the? Is it the thing that? Like, is it the food that's in it, or is it the value for money? Value for money as well is a very big thing. With yeah. Me. Uh, and a zinger. If you know ten bucks or eleven bucks, can't go wrong, you know. Yeah, you're absolutely but right. If I'm at if I'm at Red Rooster and I'm making my own stuff, I'm I'm killing it. I'm making like twisters and stuff, popcorn really? chicken wraps and stuff like that. You know. So you have your own secret menu at the Preston Red Rooster. Yeah. Where are we? So would you now that you've been promoted, would you put, <laughs> would you put in the request to have your own specialized um menu item? Nah, I don't think I would because that's mine. That's a that's special. That's wow. just me. Yeah, that's no, nah, that's a good answer to be fair. Yeah, no. You don't want you don't want anyone else who gets red rooster, who makes the mistake of getting red rooster <laughs> to experience that goodness. Yeah, well, when, when people do pull up to the Red Rooster uh, drive through, we first ask them, Once are you sure week. you were thinking of KFC? <laughs> Once every week. Are you sure you want to you eat here? <laughs> yeah, and then when they go, okay, we go, Jesus. <laughs> no, nah, there, there is some good stuff at Red Rooster, to be fair. Yeah. yeah. You sure? <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, I do rate the cheesy nuggets a lot. Yeah, they're, they're, they're the best thing, I'd say. Yeah. Now, as as a KFC lover, I know it's enjoyable for everyone. Everyone gets KFC. I know of no one that eats at Red Rooster. So, how would you describe the ideal Red Rooster customer? Um, either tradies on smoke oat at like yeah. ten o'clock, getting Ripper Mega boxes. Nice. Or a family on like Friday night. Mum's coming home from work, getting like a healthy fast food. Yeah, I was gonna um, say that because like that's I, about it. I feel like red red rooster is like something that parents go to because it's like 
it's more healthier than your traditional fast food. The charcoal yeah. chicken joint, really? Yeah, pretty yeah. much. Yeah, pretty much. There's the occasional fried chicken when you want to get real freaky. Because <laughs> would you say like they, they do have more veggies than most other places? Don't they sell yeah, peas? We're the, we're the yeah, they've got peas. food restaurant that has roast vegetables, peas, pretty much. Yeah. And corn. Like, I, I have you guys heard that. that corn makes whiskey? Just heard, <laughs> yeah, heard it, heard it I've around. heard that. Heard it around. What I'm makes corn point. again? What makes? What I think it must be rain. What is my last question? My last question for you: What is your subway order? Oh, oh, it's a good question. It's a good question. Is it always a staple? What what time of year is it? <sighs> Oh, that's an even better question. No, to be fair, well done. <laughs> that's it a is, summer in Canada. Middle of summer. It is, yeah, January 20th. <laughs> oh, 28 degrees, no wind. UV uh, rating is high, though. <laughs> um, well, we've got to start with the bread, and that's Italian herb, uh, the Italian. And then we'll yeah. move on to a schnitzel or maple. And then... That's, uh, mate, cheese. you ask for your order, not decisive. Okay, okay. <laughs> um, schnitzel. Yeah. Smart. And then um, just normal cheese, like uh, your, your regular, um, oh, what is it? Tasty cheese. Yeah, tasty cheese. And I'll get that toasted. Actually, no, you said it was summer, so fresh. Still a little toasting yeah. for me. Fair, fair, cool. Lettuce, tomato, uh, carrots, and then little bit of salt, a little bit of pepper, and then mayonnaise and barbecue sauce. Double sauce. Cookie yeah, drink. Yeah. Drink. Uh, might just go raspberry lemonade or whatever. Are you going to go ask for the large cup? Nice. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. I actually never considered going two sauces. Yeah. yeah I've, I've done, done three before. Really? I don't yeah, think I've ever I've done, done that. Chili, chili sauce as well. We should try that. I feel like do. mayo and barbecue might be a nice little mix. I don't want to like change up the whole subway thing, but do you reckon you can go in there and just ask for an Italian herbs and cheese foot long? That's it. I'm sure <laughs> you could. And then go toasted to KFC over and over again. And go to MKS and put a HSP in there. <laughs> and I've done it. And I've done it. <laughs> Write it down. Remember those things we you have might have just summer? broken. You might have just broken if you, if you open a shop like just imagine you open the <laughs> shop like that. Oh you just get God. you just get drivers to go out to Subway and then you get drivers to go out to an MKS and then just like, combine it. You'd you would have to get people to like sign something saying that if you have a heart attack in the store you're not liable. Because that's <laughs> just a heart attack waiting to happen. <laughs> they walk in the store and they have the heart attack. They don't even eat the food first. That would be actually like, good oh ass because a large is too much, HSP. But like a small, like, oh, I can still eat. Whereas that would be perfect. Yeah, you're actually right. <laughs> we should try that. Doing it. We'll Chuck a couple, couple boneless um, tenders in there as well. From don't, KFC. don't. <laughs> <laughs> Making something silly now. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it this summer. It's like the ultimate combined from all three. Yeah. All right, Jack, do you want to ask your questions? Sure. Far away. The first one's not really... James related, but was Jackson any good at down ball? Oh, Jackson was very good at down ball. Really? Everyone had, on their day, everyone was like coming up clutch. It's a very political answer. It doesn't want to get in trouble. Hey, I wasn't. Yeah, I might Matt just was, piggyback Matt was off better. Rank, rank our down ball players. Ooh, that, yeah, that's a good Rank question. everyone. We should have done that with Sacco <laughs> as well. That's a good um, question. So, who? Tom, you, Jackson, Oscar. Myself, Henry, Sean. Is that the, that, that, that's, is that the seven? That's the yeah, core. That's, that's the seven, yeah. Okay, Pretty sure so it is. I'll do tier. I'll do oh, tiers. And then add Zach in there as well. Oh, yeah, he, and Zach. He was, yeah. Um, uh, for Oscar, I reckon's bottom tier. Well, actually, oh, I don't know. This is so tough because everyone was like, everyone just waited until towards the end of the end of lunch. So they timed their run. Yeah, like, because for the listeners who don't know, it's like whoever was in king when the second bell went at lunch, like that was... that was, They were the winners. Yeah, that was the winner. So like recess is just irrelevant pretty much. Yeah, like it was recess. like warm-up. It was like free practice, you know? Yeah. Legit. Just trying to get trying to get the right setup for lunch. 
you got to remember, James, there, there is a Sean. There's a Sean in that list. <laughs> Sean, Sean was definitely last. Sorry, I forgot but about that. to be fair to Sean, he did improve a lot last year. Oh, his cognitive skills improved significantly. Definitely. <laughs> He's winning most improved. He went from like <laughs> yeah. a three-year-old level to like a 12-year-old level. Unbelievable. <laughs> 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 Sorry, Sean. Um, so, Sean, Tom... Really, Tom? Tom's in yeah, the bottom. Myself. Ooh. And then, like, Oscar. And then, like, it was between Henry, Matt, and yourself. Like, you three were always just consistently up there. And Zach. Oh, sorry, I'd put Zach between Oscar and you three. Yeah, I don't know. That's fair. I'm not sure Tom will be happy to hear that. That is down the bottom. I th- yeah, I think Tom I'm not going to put myself below Tom. I thought Tom would be up, up there. To Tom be was top for me. I think Tom is in the top three. But you know, towards the end, he just didn't take it serious. You know, he he, he didn't have an oppo. He had no left hand. Yeah, though. that's true. Do you know who was last? Last but who? Lewis Forster. <laughs> oh, no. oh. When he decided to come and play with us, yeah, yeah, every third week. <laughs> Just didn't have that consistency throughout the season. It got very competitive, especially between. <laughs> I don't. Want, I don't want to cause too much controversial um, activity here, but James and Oscar got very, oh. very competitive at some level. Competitive, competitive beasts, honestly. Like there, were, there was close to some <laughs> brawls breaking out. <laughs> it was like if I'm in king, I'm like I'm just going to serve this to James and walk away because <laughs> they're just going to play one on one, Oscar yeah. and James. So what we used to do instead of like. <laughs> When it was a liner, um, so there's like a rule where you bounce it up. We just used to do like a ball up in footy. So like if it lands on the line, you bounce it up and you just you just smack it wherever you want. <laughs> Ruck contest. When James and Oscar were going at each other, you'd purposely try and hit it on the line. <laughs> so they would just go at it because you hit it up and you just see James and Oscar, they just collide in the middle. <laughs> it was awesome. Rules like vary from my school to your school though. Yeah. Yeah. It's like I think that's every school, but yeah, every school, you know. Exactly. It would have been interesting rules. to see a, a parade versus St. Monica's tournament. <laughs> oh, I don't want to like say nothing, but we we would have wiped the floor. <laughs> we, no. Oh, we, we were had, pretty good. We, we had a we had a guy whose nickname literally turned to Silky because of down ball. And he was like the that's... fourth best player. Like <laughs> We, the thing is, we played on like an actual down ball arena. Like, really? it, yeah. no, ours, legit, was, yeah. ours, was ofi- ours was official. Like, we had a certificate, you know. We could have hosted international like, tournaments. There's there's actually like a part in our school where it's like an arena. It's like an auditorium because there's, there's like a level above the actual down ball court. So people oh, yeah. would look down at you playing. It was awesome. Unbelievable. Like in the Roman Colosseum, I think. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was the same thing. It's very I was going to say like Optus Stadium. You know how Optus Stadium's raised? Yeah. I guess, yeah. <laughs> but the, the sad thing was we were like the only year 12s and the rest were all year 7s. So. Yeah. <laughs> still, still got very competitive. How big Remember did Joe your Marchio lines telling years off? What was Don't that? Joe. How big did your lines ever get? Like, what was the biggest your line ever got to get in? I think when everyone played, it got close to, like, double digits. Yeah, mate. We had double-digit lines at some points. When our Denver was in its peak, like, we had 15, 16 in a line. Yeah, because we'd yeah. have... Well, we played... Before. And you had, like, Ethan Depp. Yeah, when their group came over as well. Yeah. We had four playing, was that right? Or was it six? Four. Yeah, so we had four playing yeah, four. at all times. And then, yeah, it was a pretty big line. But we, we made it so, like, um, if you were if you win king, you don't go out. So you king, go to Duns. King goes to Duns, yeah. yeah. Yeah, same. And then everyone else went out, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, Jack, continue your question. Yeah, continue on. Um, this one you can't think. You just got to go bang straight away. True or false, are you yeah. a big man editor? True. Big Ben at a stadium. Who's the better driver, Lewis Hamilton or Brad Murphy? Brad Murphy. <laughs> <laughs> if Brad Murphy was given his shot in the top seat, you know he would have been. He would have won. Uh, now. That's what uh, anyone can well. drive that Mercedes to a victory. <laughs> if Bottas can drive it, like honestly, it's pretty much on autopilot. <laughs> <laughs> 
Is it true that you peaked football-wise in year six for Preston Primary? True, 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 true. <laughs> there was no hesitation on that. There was at least five or six trues there. So. <laughs> and last one. Rumour has it you ate the donuts in my mum's car that were for school <laughs> recess. This is why your nicknames was Doughies. Can you confirm this? Listen, there's a lot of conjecture towards this. <laughs> There was donuts in the back seat. Jack contributed towards the eating of these donuts. You started. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to leave them there. It's like, mate, it's going to go. They're going to go. I'm going to yeah. ask for some backstory here because I want to hear this. So, <laughs> so why after footy they... training, I'm hungry. <laughs> we used to, I used to take James to footy training when we played at St. Mary's and Mum would go to Greensboro Plaza because, like, it's right near to where, where we train. She used to get, like, recess. So, like, she used to get, like, donuts from, like, Donut King or something. So then she'd, like, glad wrap them and would take them for recess. They're in the back seat because I sit in the front seat because it's my mum's car. And we get home and there's not many donuts left. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and James had aided some. I'm pretty sure that's how it goes unless James wants to object. I... I... <laughs> A hundred percent asked for permission. I was like, oh, there's donuts there. I was like, oh, you've got donuts. I didn't say, can I have some? Mel was like more than a company at more than like, you know, have some. And I didn't want to feel bad. I didn't want to feel bad. And I had one or two. And that's the story. I swear. And then nowadays it's James Hay ate eight donuts yeah. without asking for permission. The next, the next day we know what Jack's like. It was car. like... <laughs> I reckon five minutes after I left, Jack had spun the story to James had had 15 donuts made one, go back, get more, made us go to Krispy Kreme donut as well. To be fair, it's the start of a great nickname. <laughs> yeah. All I'm saying. Yeah. To, be, to be fair as well, I did have a Krispy Kreme donut today as well. Oh, he loves it. I, like, I do like a donut. He loves it. <laughs> donuts so, are good. Hot or like, cold Krispy Kremes? No. Like, normal, like what, what would you rather? Normal. I've never had a hot one. You never had a hot, like from the actual Krispy Kreme takeaway. Yeah, they're not always hot. Yeah, they're not, like they're warm. Well, when, I when say they're, they're hot. Not hot, but like, like fresh they're, made. Freshly made and they're, you can Do you go them. there and say, can I please have some freshly made Krispy Kremes like a toss bag? <laughs> 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 but I, I actually prefer when they're like warm, where they're fresh. He goes to 7-Eleven and does that like the boy can control <laughs> what temperature they are. <laughs> can you microwave those ones for me? <laughs> oh, no. No, no they don't go in and go, it. give us your most stale donut. Stale some good questions. No, you've done yeah, well, James. Questions. Fair play. Uh, yeah, they were like different types it. of questions for all three of us. I think. Yeah, yeah. 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 It's always good. Very dynamic range. The two guests that we've had on, I've just gone inside, like, <laughs> not jokes, but, like, just trying to get blood out of the stone. Yeah. yeah. Now, there was there was some mention of Lewis Hamilton there. James, do you want to explain who Lewis Hamilton is? For our listeners well, who aren't aware. Lewis Hamilton is the reigning world champion in the Formula One motorsport, which is... Like, he's been the most dominant driver over the past decade. Or, the, like, this second half of the decade, of the 2010s. Um, yeah. And Formula One, for people who don't know, is the pinnacle of motorsport or motor racing. So, yeah. Come on, mate. No. What are you, you going to say? That's a bit say, harsh though? to the guys <laughs> out in Rock Park. <laughs> Have you seen the Roy Carnival Dodge of Cars? <laughs> <laughs> nah, but for those That's listening... <laughs> James, you you are an F one expert. We'll call you that. You definitely <laughs> definitely know more about the sport than the average person, and that's therefore is going to be the title of this podcast. <laughs> um, why? What? First of all, what got you into um, following F one? Because it's not. I wouldn't say it's like a huge um, followed sport in Australia. It's like one of those sports when you like Aussie in Australian racing, and then like every Monday, how did Danny Ricciardo go? Yeah. Oh, yeah, and like nobody yeah. will like flat out watch it for like the actual race. Well, yeah. it's like a hard, it's a hard sport to watch because it's mainly in Europe and it's like three o'clock in the morning sometimes. You know, yeah, that's the races true. are on. Um, but I got into it through Dad, um, who's a also a very big Formula One fan. Um, and then we just like, 
uh, went to the races in Melbourne through like when I was a child growing up, stuff like that, just being around it. And uh, I've always liked this sport through just watching it with dad and stuff at night. So yeah, that's how I got into it. Mm. Uh, and then always having like Mark Weber and Daniel Ricciardo now as people to support has been good. Yeah. Cause like, it's, it's definitely like, it's, it's a very complicated like sport because like, there's a lot of things, yeah. there's a lot of small things that go into it that people don't understand. Like people would just think, you know, it's just a race that, you know, formula one cars, they just go around in track. circles. Yeah. yeah. It's very, there's like a lot of strategy in the race. And then there's a lot of like strategy with building cars and a lot of, pol- it's very political as well. The mm. sport. Like there's so many different aspects to it. You can just like, talk about it for a long time and it's hard to wrap your brain your head around unless you've like grown up with it like jumping into the sport now would be tough to explain yeah like personally i've like i've always followed it but not i'm not like a diehard fan but this year in particular i've like had a more like i've watched most races so like especially after watching the netflix series um yeah I, i was gonna say if you wanted to jump in the netflix series helps explain it a lot yeah very, the, they're very that, good that netflix series is actually really good because it yeah like you said it does explain like the political side of it as well yeah. um but if you were to you know give your best explanation like in a really quick sort of way how would you how would you explain the sport of f1 to someone who, who's just a, a casual so yeah that'd be uh you have like you have 10 teams with two cards each and every team has to build their own car. And there's a set of rules that they have to abide by. Uh, and then basically every team has those two cars they run for the season. And they just like, they can basically develop them however they want. And then they race around, uh, I think it's usually about 20, 20 races. I don't know if this year they're going to get the full 20 in. They've got different tracks, um, but they, race around different tracks and compete to see who is the best driver and who's the best team throughout the year. Cause there's two championships in, in the season, which is complicated to explain as well. Mm. Yeah. So yeah. you get points for coming top 10. Yeah. Out of the so yeah. so every, the individual every, racer will get the points and then the team they represent gets the points as well. Yeah. So, like so the, say like the racer wins and the team wins. Yeah. So like Lewis Hamilton came first he gets 25 points that go to Lewis Hamilton's name. And then because he races for Mercedes, he gets 25 points for Mercedes as well. Yeah. And then there's separate, but like together, if you know what I mean. Yeah. So basically there's, there's a competition for the, the driver who has the most points. And then there's a competition yeah. for the team who's got the most points. Yeah. The drivers and the teams constructors championships. And that's kind of is- where, yeah, that's kind of where it like starts the, controversy of the sport because like the the team so the team is trying to win but then the drivers are trying to win as well so yeah sometimes teammates go against each other yeah you don't see it too much these days because a lot of contracts have like um you know lewis hamilton will have in his contract that he's the number one driver so he gets preference within the team and mm-hmm. then like then the second driver valtteri bottas because he's not going to win um, or he's not going to beat Hamilton. Uh, he basically signs his contract because otherwise he won't be in the Mercedes and he won't have the best car. Mm. And that's where like you get these political issues because, you know, people say they shouldn't be allowed to do stuff like that. Um, and that's why Hamilton's winning all the time because they're just building a car for him and not sharing it around. Um, Cause he's won the last, six oh sorry five world championships with only one other driver winning which is a bit lopsided i'd say mm. even yeah. though he's like won all those do you reckon he's what do you reckon his legacy's like like I do you reckon it's, it's up there his legacy well you don't win seven he's going to yeah. win eight or i can see him winning he's going to win his seventh this year which is going to equal michael schumacher like you don't you don't do that just off like um Luck. just being just being me you know yeah. joe blow but he's never been in a car that's been bad like mm. drivers like michael schumacher they started in the sport and they were in 
worst cards. Like they were never going to win the championship in their first season. 2007, Lewis Hamilton was in a championship winning car. Like he, he lost it himself. Yeah. Um, so he should already have eight, but you know, he's ne- it, it would be interesting to see if Mercedes somehow next year are a bad team, what happens, you know, if he starts to complain and stuff like that, because we've seen reckon, it before through him. You reckon with him being with the best cards, hindering his legacy as going down as one of the greats? Mm, oh, if he was winning in a slower car, I reckon people would say, yeah, but like if you look at Michael Schumacher now, yeah. who's one who is the best driver uh, statistically with championships, yeah. no one goes, oh, Michael Schumacher was rubbish because he was yeah, in his exactly. car. Like over it's time, true. they're going to go, Lewis Hamilton yeah. is one of the best drivers. Legacies grow over time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like well after sports end. It, that's with yeah. any sport as well. <laughs> it's like it's like Vettel as well because Sebastian Vettel's won four world championships in a row. Yeah. And everyone hated him in like 2013. And now he's one of the most loved drivers in the champ in the whole series because he's not winning. Yeah. Yeah. So I think there's that, that aspect to it as well. It's pretty much like to give it in sort of like an NBA um, comparison. It's like um, a player going to a super team, like Kevin Durant, say he joined the Golden State Warriors who had like pretty much were the best team some say of all time. Um, and he won two championships and it's like, like it, it doesn't really affect his legacy because he's still winning at the end of the day, but people will see those. Oh, he won two with the Warriors. Yeah. It's like an excuse for them to downplay yeah. their achievements. Exactly. Like oh, you look, say he's won eight or he's going to win eight championships or seven championships, but they say, yeah, but it's all with Mercedes. Yeah, exactly. But look, at the end of the day, like <laughs> both Lewis Hamilton, Kevin Durant, LeBron happens James. With, happens with all the stars. They always find people that don't want them to succeed, succeed find excuses for them not to be great. Yeah. And yeah. not not only that, like they've they've got the talent. So why not, you know, um, take advantage of that and give you, give yourself the best chance to win? Yeah. Yeah. Like, especially with Hamilton. Sorry to jump in. But no, with right. Hamilton, in 2013, when he jumped to Mercedes... They weren't winning championships that like no one was expecting them to win championships like they have. Like people were going because Hamilton moved from Mercedes, which was uh, McLaren, which was a good team, to Mercedes, and people were like, "He's silly doing that." And then obviously it's worked out well, so he must have been able to see that rising form from them. Like he took a massive jump of faith or leap of faith. Yeah, it's like. You know, it is like jumping from a bad team to a good team as just a, a sports player would, you know, like Tom Lynch did. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. And like, as well, like Mercedes, Mercedes aren't going to give him that number one driving spot if he wasn't, like if he didn't have that talent level, you know what I mean? Like mm, yeah. he's, he's good enough and Mercedes see that. So that's why. Yeah. What do you think about the suggestion for reverse grid? Podiums for starts to the race. Uh, I think it's it's very it's definitely viable. You don't want to manufacture it too much because then it doesn't it's not a sport it's an entertainment. But at the moment when you line up the fastest car in first and then the slowest car in twentieth, and then people can't the slowest car can't catch the fastest car. It's like well what do you expect? You know, yeah. you don't give Richmond a, a five goal head start just because they're on top of the ladder. You know, that's true. Before yeah, the game's even started. But then it's also hard because you can't line every all twenty cars up in a line and start yeah, like, the race like that. <laughs> like you wouldn't give the Clippers a three-one lead against the Nuggets because like that's just unfair. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, but I, I feel like it's sort of like a it's sort of like a refreshing sense compared to other sports because like it's more it's more based off like it gives the sport more. Um, storylines because like you know there's that battle for the top of the leaderboard where it's like um your red bull like verstappen um, hamilton bottas and then you've got like um your mid table so it's like mclaren um renault like there's sort of that storyline as well yeah like all the racing points in the midfield and stuff like that it's it's good to see that because then like you as you said you got the two stories with um like they call it like Formula 1.5. It's like a second championship. And if I saw a statistic, if you took out like 
Mercedes and for uh, Mercedes and Red Bull from this year's championship, the top of the standings would be like extremely close between all those drivers because the um, the points change if you come between like first and fifth. There's like different rankings, mm. so it'd be extremely close. You know, another reason why why it's like exciting is like and going back to football just for like comparison. Yeah, like Richmond can come out and like pump Adelaide in the first quarter. So it's 12 goal lead. And you're like, I might as well turn this off a quarter of the way through the race. You don't know what's going to happen with the car. Like, is it going to be a bad pit stop? And like anything can yeah. happen. Like that Italy race where Gasly won it. Like you, yeah. if you the, watch the, the first like 10 laps, you're like, Oh, well, Hampton's got this one. They mm. Turn it off and then you miss everything. You can't like turn it off. Yeah. It's like, um, you've got to leave. There's so many different variables in a race like um you got car failures as well like you saw last week there was two red flags we haven't had a red flag in like three years and we've had yeah three in two weeks you know yeah yes talk talk about that a bit more because pretty like the last two weeks have been pretty crazy in formula one yeah so like try to try to explain that and like say like how rare is that just just explain it to everyone (laughs) (laughs) and i'll um so in Italy was nuts because you had um, uh, Alfa Turi one, which is a uh, Italian team in Italy. They like live thirty minutes down the road. But anyway, so the race started, and you ha- you just sort of expected the Mercedes. They just clear away pretty much straight away, um, and then you had you just thought oh it was going to be a pretty dodgy race, pretty quiet, and then Kevin Magnussen's car broke down right in front of the pit entry and they couldn't get the car move, remove the car from the, uh, the track safely. So they had to push it into the pit lane and this brought out the safety car. And when you bring out the safety car, all the, all the uh, other drivers have to drive really slow. <laughs> Sorry. There's, there's a broke fly in my room and nearly just hit me in the face. Nearly hit me in the face. What time? Like, how far are we into the podcast so I can make like a TikTok of that? <laughs> <laughs> That's at 37 minutes. So between the time that the safety car happened and the red flag, people had pitted and then other people stayed out, um, which sort of mixed up the grid. Um, and then once the race restarted, the teams that sort of pitted early were forced to go back in the back of the grid, which caused a, um, you know, they, it, in Formula One, it's very hard to overtake at the moment. Uh, with the current rules and let uh, Gasly win and is very rare because every race since this new set of rules, which is like 121, has been won by either Mercedes, Ferrari or Red Bull every time with Mercedes winning 90% of all the races anyway. So it's like, you know, that that was crazy. And then this week in Tuscany, which is a very traditional circuit. There was also a massive crash at the start, uh, which caused three or four cars to go out and then a safety car. And because the way the track was formed, uh, when they restarted the race, the leader wanted to back up all the cars and that caused another massive crash on the start line. Yeah. Uh, and cause they couldn't make it through the track safely. The red flag had to come out again to stop the race. Um, so they could clear the track safely. And then once the, uh, the track was clear, they went racing again and Hamilton and Bottas sort of uh, got away again. And then it was like a big battle for that formula uh, for like third, fourth, fifth, sixth sort of thing. And another, there was a big crash by Lance Stroll, which caused the barriers to have to get fixed again. So there was two red flags um, during that race. And after that, it was like a massive battle for... Um, sort of second and first between Bottas and Hamilton. Uh, and they sort of started to move away towards the end. And then there was a big fight for sort of third between Alex Albon, who's a tie driver and there's never been a tie driver on the podium before. Daniel Ricciardo, who's racing for Renault, who haven't had a podium since they've rejoined the sport in 2012. Mm. Uh, and Alex Albon got the podium, which was good to see because that, shook up the grid again so yeah yeah danny danny rick was very close to getting a podium 
last week. Yeah. He was he so like, close. <laughs> after that second restart where Lance Stroll went out, he he was up in second for a bit. Yeah, he, he overtook Bottas, which yeah, was crazy. He got off to a flying start and then, um, yeah, he just, I don't know, it just seemed like he didn't have enough power. I just think it was the, after the start, Bottas was always going to get past him and then Alex Alvin just got a really good uh, slip stream because it was a kilometre long straight, which is huge. Hmm. And they've got DRS, which makes the drag in a car behind a lot less so they can overtake. And the Red Bull's very quick in the twisty bits, so Daniel wasn't able to really keep up with him during that yeah. time. That's so where it was always going to be hard. Happened. Yeah. On the straight. You sort of got to time your run because Formula One cars have a lot of turbulence at the moment, which is like basically, you know, in a... You know how on a jet ski, the white water behind you, like if you, if you can visualize that as a car, like with wings and stuff like that, it creates wind behind the car, which is makes it hard for the car behind to follow because you want downforce on the car uh, when you're in the corners, which helps you corner the, the car. But when you are on the straight, you don't want it, which makes it easier to, you don't want as much downforce, which makes it easier to close up. If that's easier, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. So like that just goes to show like that little um, thing that you said there, like that just goes to show how technical it is in um, yeah. building the car and stuff like that. Like how many, how many like um, team members are like, how many teams do they have for each team? Well, it depends because Mercedes are the biggest team at the moment. And I think they have about 210 people. I think don't quote me on it. For two that's cars, crazy. yeah, that's so. And insane. then you have you have a team like Haas who has the smallest, one of the smallest budgets, and I think they have like seventy five, like yeah. fifty to seventy five or something like that. There's is a lot smaller, which again shows the inequality in the Formula One. Hmm. Sort of like the rich get richer because Mercedes yeah. win, they get the most prize money, they spend it all yeah. on the car, they build a better car than the worst teams, and then they perform better, win again, and it keeps going like that. Yeah, and there's there's like in for, in Formula One, like if you win, you get a bigger lump of the prize money, and then it scales down. But then there's also like uh, Ferrari, just for being a, a Formula One team, they only just only Ferrari get this historic um, like concession, so they get like another fifty million added onto their prize pool, no matter where they come. Like this year, they they might come like fifth and they still will get the most money in formula one which is weird just yeah. just for being ferrari because they're exactly just for being ferrari that's crazy. like you were saying renault came back in like 2012 did you say yeah so, they, like, so they were they were in the sport from i think they were in the sport like in 2006 and 7 they won the champion uh, 2005 and 6 sorry they won the championship with alonso then mm. they quit the sport because they cheated and then they came back um, and they've, yeah, they don't get any like concession or anything like that. So yeah. they just get the money for where they finish. So then like teams sort of change, I wouldn't say frequently, but it's not rare for a team to come in and out of the sport. Yeah. Yeah. Like you have Haas, who's like the earliest, the newest team. They started in like 2016, 2015. Um, Mercedes rejoined in like 2009, uh, 2010. They bought the, the team off um, Braun GP. So like, you know, they've gone, 2010, they bought the team. And then in 2013, they won the championship. And Ferrari hasn't won the championship since 2007. So it just shows like how the best will sort of rise to the top in Formula One. Mm. Yeah. What do you think about the all the drivers changing? Because at the end of every season, a lot of drivers sort of yeah. shuffle around the field or like a couple will come in, a couple will leave. Yeah, you got like, um, it's kind of weird because you got drivers like Nicholas Latifi, who's obviously a really good rookie in uh, Williams. And then you have George Russell as well. They've got affiliations with Mercedes. Like um, George Russell's... Uh, managed by Toto Wolf and so is um, 
Esteban, Esteban Ocon. They're both managed by Toto Wolff, who's the head of Mercedes, and they drive for opposite team or rival teams. So it's like really weird how drivers can get rate, uh, race seats in different teams and then other people will miss out, like Nico Hulkenberg, who probably should deserve a seat and stuff like that, you know? Yeah. And you also have drivers who pay for their seats, like Sergio Perez would pay paid for his seat through sponsors. So, yeah. And Lance Stroll, when your dad yeah, owns the bloody team. Yeah, he owns the team. So that's pretty much, uh, you know, where he's going to be racing. Canadian billionaire, <laughs> pretty handy. You know, he owns a race track and like 10 Ferraris. 10 historic Ferraris. He just drives around in them. His dad, his dad does. Yeah. Didn't that happen in like the 80s or 90s where there were, it was like Honda and they had to get like a Japanese driver? And there was like yeah, some driver. Yeah, it happened a lot in the, uh, like in early Formula One. They'd just, like you'd, you'd literally see um, royalty racing in Formula One, like the Archduke of uh, of the Netherlands raced in like races and stuff like that. It was so strange. They'd race in really? one race and then not race again just because they wanted to have a go and they've got money. In like it is the a 60s. bit of a rich sport, isn't it? Yeah, it's definitely need to have money. But like, why would they like? Because obviously, driving a Formula One car isn't the easiest thing to do. <laughs> isn't the safest thing either? No, yeah. there's. It's one of the most deadly sports in the in the world. Um, yeah. But like back in the day, they would just go, oh yeah, whatever. And they had to go because it was a lot simpler to drive than today's cars, obviously, technology developing and stuff like that. Mm. And they just thought it was fun, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Crazy. There you go. Yeah. Would you ever consider starting up your own F1 team? Uh, if I was rich enough, I probably would. <laughs> like Jack Brabham, driver, driver owner. <laughs> what would you call the team? Probably just <laughs> Dolly's racing, yeah, donut racing team. The donut racing team. Now to abbreviate it to DRT or something like that. <laughs> That's pretty Smart. good. Yeah. So we've been we've been trying to tell some funny stories recently. <laughs> <laughs> so we thought. We've got a guest on. Why not let you take the microphone and tell us a funny story? Yeah, okay. I've got I've got one that's a cra it's this funny sort of crazy story. It's related to Formula One. Here we go. So, Here we go. I can't remember the exact year, but it's got Buddy Franklin involved in Melbourne. So what was the last year Buddy Franklin played for Hawthorne? Thirty. Oh. I forgot because he, he won the flag in twenty thirteen. Yeah, Sydney won. Yeah. Sydney won the flag in 2012, and then he yeah. he went there in 2013, and then Hawthorne bet Sydney, and he was that's when Luke Hodge gave him a big kiss on the lips. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> there you go. So it's it's the last year that Buddy Franklin was in uh, playing for Hawthorne, and I'd been to the Grand Prix with Dad, uh, and we so the race was finished, and one of the cars broke down right after the finish, and after a Formula One race, you're allowed to jump straight onto the track in Melbourne, at least. Just after these car, uh, after a car's gone by with a green light, you're allowed to jump on the track. So we jumped straight on the track. We were the first ones on the track, and we ran straight across to a, to the Formula One car. It was the Mercedes of uh, Nico Rosberg, mm. and he was literally still stepping out of his car as we got to him. So that happened. We looked at the, we sort of watched the podium, and then we um we were like, oh we'll decide to sort of head home. So we caught the tram up um, towards the city and then we got off towards where the car was parked and it was near the, um, I think it's called the Pullman Hotel. Yeah. Is it like across uh, the, the road Black from Man. Jollyman? Jollymont? No, nah, it's, it's like really close to Albert Park. I think it's called the, it's either the Pullman or the Blackman um, Hotel. And we were sort of just walking along we heard a large like commotion what's going on in the middle with like 12 people just had there was like i reckon there was 12 people that 18 wine glasses centraling around near 
Buddy Franklin. Yeah. <laughs> we sort of walked over to him to get a photo. Only got an autograph because it wasn't good lighting, apparently. Lads. <laughs> good excuse. And then, um, and then he got pinged for drink driving later that, that year. So oh, no. you, oh, tell, really? you tell me. Wow. Uh, tell me whether he was inebriated or not. And then we were walking. We were like, wow, that's crazy. And then we were walking along towards the car. Literally five metres later, we walk into Nico Rosberg, the guy whose car broke down. You know, obviously had a shower, got changed and stuff. And he was staying at the same hotel. I was like, well, that's crazy. You don't have that happen to you too often. Yeah, that's crazy. So that was a little, that was like surreal because Buddy Franklin was over there having a good time with his mates. And then Nico Rosberg was just walking. Like no one knew who he was. Yeah. He basically hadn't won any races by that time. And we were just like, well, that's, that's really crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. It's crazy how like Nico Rosberg would be like, he'd be earning double of what Buddy Franklin's. Oh yeah, for sure. Probably more. He earns like 150 million. Exactly. And like everyone's crowded around Buddy Franklin and no one even knows who Rosberg is. (laughs) It's like, like, um, Oh yeah, go, go, go. I'm going to go with a separate story after you. I've heard a story about Kimi Räikkönen and, after he won, or he came like third in Melbourne once and he was staying at the Crown Metropole. Mm. And he, like back in like the early 2000s, after a Formula One race, Red Bull would hold these like parties. So everyone went to the after party for the race. And Nico, uh, sorry, Kimi Raikkonen had his mates out from um, Finland and he, he got a bit drunk. And then the next morning they woke up, they ordered 13 English breakfasts. To, up to his penthouse room in um in the at Crown Metropole, and then they started like this massive food fight. They were like ripping the curtains, like basically trashed the room. And there was a couple of mechanics from McLaren in the team, and they were like, "Oh, we're going to get fired for this for sure." And then they just walked down, like walked out. And then Kimi Räikkönen sorted it out with like fourteen thousand euros to get Jesus. the whole the whole room refitted, and it was Jesus. just like nothing to him. Yeah, that's crazy. It's, it's such a rich sport. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. That's crazy. What, what were you going to say? Oh, like when James said that Rosberg got like changed so quickly, like it reminded me like I went to the 2016 AFL Grand Final when like the dogs came back, not came back, but they won it from seven, like so rare. Boy, it's good um, to go. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and like we were there, Siren went, they did the the victory lap and then we walked to the um hotel across the road from Jollymont, which is not far from the g and yeah. coming out of his hotel room with his wife is dennis committee who just completed his last afl game and we're like i'm isn't there stuff you have to do after the siren or like siren goes all right bruce i'm off mate <laughs> <laughs> and his voice I'll is absolutely it, yeah. unbelievable like yeah. my god even yeah, in person in person he's got such so a much smooth better. voice his brother's voice is better though. Well, you know his son's a wrestler. Yeah, how rare is that? <laughs> WA wrestler. <laughs> that is so. Oh, let's get rare podcast. That's true. <laughs> we should try and get him on. We should try and get Dennis <laughs> Committee's son on. Get Dennis Committee's son. What would you just go for his the committee? <laughs> Dennis Committee and his son. Yeah. Committee. It's committee, isn't it? Committee. <laughs> Is it, the Dennis Committee. <laughs> is it Committee? De- Dennis Committee. Yeah, yeah, there's an I at the end. Yeah, I know, but isn't it Committee? No, it's C-O-M-E-T-T-I. But yeah. I swear no one says Dennis Committee. Everyone no, does, no. don't they? Everyone does. <laughs> oh, this fly is staring me in the eyes. <laughs> oh. uh, here we go. Change the subject. Yeah, yeah. We want Dennis Committee. <laughs> Uh, Matt, do you have a hypothetical question for us? I do actually. I've had this Here one for go. a couple of weeks. I've been saving it. Oh no! no, no. <laughs> that fly yeah. is actually relevant to this question. Oh, here we go. So, well, if every on. animal in the world was the same size, which animal would win in a fight? Ooh, that is a good question. Jackson's boy fly is an option. <laughs> nah. This reminds the same Will Ferrell movie 
We've got the tuna with Mark Warburg. Have you seen that? Is it the other guys? Oh, it's um, yeah, the the cop one. Yeah, the other guys. That's yeah, funny. he's like they have a massive fight about a tuna versus like a lion or something like that. Yeah. Um, how how big are they? Like, what doesn't matter. They're all the same size. They're all the same size. I know, let's, but like, let's average it out. Yeah, what size? We'll say like an average size animal is like the size of a dog. Okay, yeah, fair enough. Is that like go. a golden retriever? Ooh, that's tough. I'm going to go wasp. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the flying the flying animals do have an advantage, don't they? Something with, like, poison or something. Like, yeah, I reckon, like, oh, a snake. You wouldn't want to go lion, because, like... They're getting smaller in size. Yeah. What's it called? What is it? What's that snake like? The black adder or something? Isn't it like the one of the most? The black adder. The black mamba. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. What the Australian it? brown snake. <laughs> Oof. Deadly. Walk it out. That's on my deadly sixty. I was gonna say, <laughs> thinking about my deadly Three. sixty. Oh, it's a, it's a tough question because like, can you go water animals? Yeah, where's the fire? I don't know. Can you? Because if you like, you say a stingray. Oh, did you know? I learned this the other day. Um, you know how Steve Irwin got killed by a stingray? Is this another podcast? I think so. I, I can't remember yeah. what podcast it was, though. <laughs> I think it was the David Blaine. David Blaine. One. David Blaine, yeah. Because he like sticks stuff inside of him. It's so strange. That's what it is. I could have not. <laughs> anyway, um, Steve Irwin got stabbed by a stingray, yeah. If he yeah. didn't rip it out, he would. He probably would have survived. Because he tried to rip it out like a mad dog. Yeah, so because yeah. it went through his heart, if he left it there and went to hospital, they could have operated it on it and brought it out. But because when he ripped it back out, that tore his heart to shreds. And yeah. that's what actually killed him. Because the yeah. tail has a barb on it as well. Doesn't yeah, it? That, that's what did it, yeah. yeah. There you go. Um, anyway, <laughs> a bit off track, but... I've got my answer. I'm going to go with wasp. It? I'm going to lock in a wasp. My original answer was an ant huh? because they can lift like, three times their body yeah. weight or whatever. But why? Cool. So imagine what? if they're so much bigger, what they could do in a fight. You just couldn't move them. But do they have, do they, have, off, do they have offense or do they only have defense? That's what I was thinking of. I feel like they That's don't have any offense. That's why I changed my answer to a funnel web spider. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's, nice. that's more like it. One of the deadliest, I think. They've got offense. They get them even bigger. They're scary mother, you know what. Mother truckers. Yeah. You're welcome, Jackson. Thanks. <laughs> I was going to say it just to piss you off. <laughs> I think I'm going to have to edit quite a bit this episode anyway because of my my silly internet. But yeah, yeah. the silly mother. <laughs> <laughs> Quick, check I the time. Him. Check the time quickly. I, I lapped it. It's all right. I got it. <laughs> um, I reckon, hear me out. <laughs> Wait, is it is it Dandy or Daddy Longleg? Daddy. Yeah, yeah, the Dandy Longlegs. <laughs> <laughs> no, Daddy Longlegs because their fangs will be bigger, therefore stronger, and they say it's the most venomous spider in the world. It is the most venomous spider True, in the world, but yeah. I don't think that they would get any like more poisonous. I think it's not how big their fangs are, it's the, the sharpness. I thought it was that their fangs are too frail. So like when yeah, they bite, they too small. Did oh, you know yeah. me and Matt actually just pick up Daddy Longlegs with our bare hands like mad dogs? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's a story. Pause. Time out on this question. Right. We're in Rye, okay? Oh, what a, what a surprise! Beach house in Rye. We're in the back room, and Jack's just like, "Oh, the Daddy Longlegs in the corner." I look at, it, I was like, "Oh yeah." You're just expecting like nothing will come of it, you know? You just leave them alone, like they can't harm you. They get rid of the other insects. Jack opens the window. I'm like, what are you doing? Picks it up with his hands and throws it out the window. Oh, you're a psycho, mate. You're a psycho. I'm like, man. what are you doing, mate? He's like, what? They can't hurt you. I was like, you just picked it up and chucked oh, it You're a psychopath, mate. Why are you doing that? They can't harm you. Yeah, but oh. it's still the fact that something's crawling on you. No, nah, it was in my palm. I didn't go, come on, mate, jump on. Oh, <laughs> you literally no. see it freak out, though. Like, it saw the hand. Yeah, and it goes oh. bananas. Oh, <laughs> no. In his hand and chucked it out the window. That gives me the chills. Freaky. Anyway, 
Did it? Wait, did you do that at home? You did it at home. You said. Oh yeah, then I did as well. <laughs> it was. It wasn't as big as that one. It was like a smaller one. So I, was like, I wasn't as. Like I sort of like gently picked it up and put it outside. Like a paths, mate. <laughs> do it. No, you yeah. never get me to do that ever. It puts hairs on you nowhere. Yeah. Hairs <laughs> um, chest. I reckon. I was gonna say Komodo dragon. <laughs> Because they're, they're actually big. really deadly. Yeah, they're, and like, they're already pretty big, though. No, but it's not even that. It's the fact that everything else is its size. So, like, it's... Yeah. I think that will probably just go a tiger, I reckon. A tiger would just be like a cat, I feel like. Yeah. I reckon... But still have the teeth and stuff. No, they lose their teeth. <laughs> <laughs> I reckon a crocodile would still be up there, but... Because they're, like, their bite... Is so strong. Yeah, definitely. Would they be able to generate as much power without their size? Or you saying a bit of because of their decreased size, apply yeah. as much force. Well, then decrease in Let's say there's two different <laughs> the animal kingdom. You've got the land animals and the water animals. The marine, yeah. Yeah. Who win? Who wins the water animals? Whoa. Is it? Is it a stingray? Like Jackson said, I'm gonna stick with wasp because they're agile, and if they get you once, you're what in trouble. Wasp is in the water. No, no, sure in the water. <laughs> no like when called? the dolphins like jump out to breathe, <laughs> bang, got him. <laughs> what's that? I what's think... that big like that that sharp thing that just lays at the bottom of the ocean? A megalodon. Oh, um, sea cucumber. Yeah, yeah that one. Yeah, because yeah, because I megalodon. Just... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a shark thing. No, a shark it's a thing. Sharp. Oh, like they're really just the pointy thing. Yeah. You just like stand on it and it's like, oh. Yeah, yeah. and they're poisonous. Imagine that oh. massive. Yeah. That's See, thing. I was thinking either a box jellyfish or like a blue ring octopus. I was thinking jellyfish, yeah. yeah. Just quietly, I figured out the land one. What is it? It's like, it's not even opinion based, it's the answer. Oh, okay. Sandflies. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Agreed. Imagine that. Imagine it, that size. It's not even got any offense. It's just oh, bugger off, mate. <laughs> <laughs> they used to hurt though. Yeah, they do hurt a lot. Little mm. nibbly bites. What are you doing, mate? Piss off! Yeah. It just and leaves they, the fight because it doesn't want to deal with the sand fly. Uh, they are so annoying. They need to get alive. A bee would be quite deadly as well. Similar no, to a wasp. They die. They're like, they're like kamikaze. Thing, yeah. No, but you would need to be careful around those. Oh, <laughs> thanks for listening, guys. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I reckon for marine, I was going to say orca, but I feel like they wouldn't be as deadly in that size. Yeah, shrinking down. And like they'd just be like little quick and, <laughs> quick and nimble. Such a cool name as well. Orca. orca. Killer whale. That's a cool name. Yeah. Um, for marine, I'm going to go... Uh, I'm still going to go a shark. I reckon they're still quite deadly. A bull shark. I'm going to go piranha. Apparently piranhas actually are really like... Timid. Yeah, they only eat dead meat. Puffer fish. (laughs) (laughs) But dead set, if like... Have you seen that video of the guy jumping into the lake and he's like, he's like, oh, this lake's full of... It's infested with piranhas and he just jumps in. It's because they don't actually eat live meat. Well, tell that to dumb, dumb weights to die. True. <laughs> True. Yeah, fair. That was a good, good question though, Matt. Right, Matt. Thank yeah. you. Should we wrap up then? Um, we wrap up my Nick Curious stat. Or oh, of course. Oh. Your Nick Curious fact of the week. Stat of the day. This is not really about Nick Curious. It's about his brother. His brother, the one that's always there at the Australian Open, who's pretty much the culture central of NK. He actually has alopecia, which means he doesn't have any body hair. So, yeah. really, yeah, isn't yeah? And he's like this, like insanely fit dude, like muscle mass. Like he's huge. Yeah, because he doesn't have eyebrows either. Yeah, that's. I think, like, obviously, he's not going to be listening. But like, no disrespect. We like, we're like, oh, why does he shave his eyebrows, silly boy? Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha. Now, now we now we understand it's medical, and we respect him for being himself. It's yeah. true. He, I, would you be more cold if you had alopecia? 
Yeah. Oh, like your body, your body temperature would be yeah. definitely less. Chris has alopecia. Jack's fact of the week. And there's nothing wrong with that. Nothing. Hey, no, we love him all, all the we, same. We love him so much. We love him always as much as Nick. Yeah, he's up there. If anyone ever wants like funniness to laugh, (laughs) (laughs) funniness, watch the curious funny moments because he just abuses himself more than anyone, and it's fantastic. It's true. (laughs) Anyway, Matt, you're free to go. All right, let's wrap up then. Thanks. I don't know why I was expecting Jackson to say something. <laughs> why? Uh, thanks oh, for listening. No, nah, come on, guys. Follow, thanks follow, for listening. Follow, follow, follow. <laughs> follow on Instagram, subscribe, turn on the post notification, follow James on Instagram. We'll tag him on Instagram as well. Definitely, yeah. Thank yeah. you very much, James, for coming on. It's been thanks a good so chat. Much. Oh, it's been a pleasure. Keep winning. Keep on that winning streak, lads. Any parting words for the people, James? Uh, no, nah, not really. Just uh, thanks for having me, boys. Been good. Nice. No worries at all. Very hang loose, mate. All right. Follow James on Instagram and let's hit 10 likes on this one. All right. See you later, boys. Bye, guys. Bye. McCray, beautiful kick. (laughs) Mm.